Well, good morning, Taff. Life doesn't always work out the way we planned, does it? A lot of the past couple of months, I didn't plan. I didn't plan on being at home 24-7. I didn't plan on what seems like endless hours of Zoom calls. But did you ever plan something great? And then things just don't go according to your plan. See, life doesn't always work out the way that we plan it. Out of nowhere, life throws us a curveball. And we find ourselves in a situation we certainly didn't ask for and absolutely never wanted. Maybe you feel that way today. We've been in this series talking about how we can navigate through the challenging seasons of our life. Those times when we experience pain and suffering. We have to ask ourselves the question, how do we get through what we're going through? We've talked about the three stages of faith. That first stage is that confident faith stage when everything is fresh And new obedience results in tangible blessings and gratitude seems to abound. And then the last stage is that living faith stage. And living faith is that deep and abiding faith. It's not crushed by the circumstances of life. It's the kind of faith that I think we all want. The question is, how do we get there? Well, is that middle stage, that second stage, that I believe can move us from confident faith to living faith. That middle stage, that second stage, is the challenged faith stage. When our prayers just seem to bounce off of the ceiling. And we start to wonder if God is even listening to us. For many of us, this is a season of challenged faith. We're wrestling with the questions about how to respond to COVID-19, how to respond to the racial tensions in our country. How will we get through the pain, the isolation, and all of the unknowns? And here's why this matters. Our response to this season of challenged faith is crucial because it can determine whether or not we ever develop living faith. We've been looking at the story of Moses leading the Israelites out of slavery into the promised land. A long and treacherous detour. A season of challenged faith in the desert. And the desert was certainly not the place that the Israelites expected to find themselves. Certainly wasn't what they imagined rescue was going to look like. Aren't we all wondering how in just a matter of a few short months things could be so different than how they used to be? We have all sorts of questions wondering why God would allow all of this to happen. 
when you pick up a book, do you ever flip to the back of the book to read the ending before you finish reading the book? Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're, we're going to flip to the end of the story of Moses, to Deuteronomy chapter 34. We're going to jump to the end of that story where Moses has been leading the Israelites on that journey through a desert for 40 years. Imagine. Imagine wandering in a desert for 40 years. It's my entire life plus a couple years. But after 40 years in the desert, the Israelites are about to enter the promised land. And here's what happens. Deuteronomy chapter 34, it says, Then Moses climbed Mount Nebo from the plains of Moab to the top of Pisgah across from Jericho. There the Lord showed him the whole land from Gilead to Dan, all of Naphtali, the territory of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Mediterranean Sea. Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promised on oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob when I said, I will give it to your descendants. Now imagine, imagine with me what it must have felt like for Moses. There he sits on top of Mount Nebo with this incredible view of the entire promised land after all of these years of struggling, the challenges, the pain, God's promise is finally about to come true. So here Moses is overlooking all of the land that God has promised. And then God says this to Moses. God says, I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in Moab as the Lord said. Wait a second. This is not how it's supposed to happen. This was not how Moses dreamed it was going to play out. He's come all this way, put up with so much on behalf of the Israelites, and then he doesn't even get to enjoy the land that God has promised? I don't know about you, but I don't really like this part of the story. See, I don't like it when my plans don't go as I planned them. How about you? What in your life hasn't gone as you planned? What desert experience are you struggling to make sense out of? What are you going through that you never asked for and certainly never wanted? Maybe it's this right now that we're living through. You know, I have a co-worker who had a wedding scheduled during this time. Family coming from all over the country, including some coming from outside the country. All of it ruined because of COVID. She still got married, but her family wasn't able to be there. Some of us likely know someone who has gotten the virus. We wonder what does the future hold? 
And long before COVID-19, many of you were already going through some tough stuff in your life. I've asked the last couple of weeks for you to write down what it is or to put it in the, the comments below and we'll pray for you about it. To write down that desert that you're going through, that challenge that you're facing, the pain and the suffering that you're enduring. What about life right now just doesn't seem fair? If we back up a bit in the story of Moses and the Israelites, this isn't the first time that they stood on the brink of the promised land. Forty years earlier, they were in the exact same position. They had walked that desert road. They had had their ups and their downs. But even so, they were poised to enter the promised land. And Moses selects 12 men and sends them off to spy the land that God had promised them. They explore that land for 40 days and they return with mixed reviews. Some of them told of a land flowing with milk and honey, while others told of powerful people and fortified cities. So the people refused to follow God. They refused to take the land that he had promised them. Now sure, God forgives them, but as a result, they continued to wander in the desert for 40 years. As I think of Moses now, an elderly man, days away from death, standing on top of that mountain, it seems so unfair. Unfair that he doesn't get to enter. After all that he went through, after all the suffering that he has endured, he doesn't get to experience the blessing. But I think This story bothers me because it forces me to face an incredibly uncomfortable question. What if? What if I'm never delivered from whatever it is that I'm going through? What if I never receive what I long for and what I've been praying for? What if getting through what I'm going through doesn't have the happy ending that I've written in my mind. What then? Those those questions, they haunt us. And we feel like we're left with empty answers to the question, why do we suffer? That's the hardest part of our pain. Not understanding why. Have you ever asked God your own version of why? Sometimes we suffer as a result of our own decisions. Israel ended up in the desert for 40 years because they refused to obey God. I've had to face the consequences of more than a few poor choices on my own part. But sometimes we suffer due to other people's decisions. Maybe it was a parent or a spouse who walked out on you. Maybe it was a corrupt 
financial advisor. Maybe it's a child who breaks your heart. Maybe it's a combination of those. Sometimes we can find no explanation for our suffering. Sometimes there's no good answer to the why question. Sure, well-intentioned people sometimes try to provide us with answers, but those well-worded cliches do little to actually help us. Now, I want to be straightforward with you this morning. We're not going to be able to give a reason for suffering. Sometimes there just isn't an honest answer to that why question. But what I want to do, I want to suggest to you today that there is a more important question than why do we suffer? And it's, it's this question. How will we respond to suffering? In his book, Man's Searching for Meaning, Viktor Frankl chronicles his experience in a number of concentration camps during World War II. He suffers through forced labor, brutal beatings, starvation, and the constant fear of the gas chamber. Frankel discovered that there was one thing, one thing that could never be taken from a person, even in the worst suffering imaginable. One thing. The last of human freedoms, that one thing is to choose one's own way. Frankel writes this, he says, Suffering in and of itself is meaningless. We give our suffering meaning by the way in which we respond to it. Forces beyond our control can take away everything you possess except one thing. Your freedom to choose how you will respond the situation. Often, there's no satisfying answer to why. But we can give our pain and our suffering meaning by how we respond. I don't know what it is that you're going through today. I don't know what you wrote down. Some of us are suffering physically. Some of the pain is over broken relationships. Some of it It's a sting of our own poor choices. Perhaps you're overwhelmed with loneliness. Others are simply holding on to pieces of a broken dream. But as we seek to get through what we're going through, I can't offer you an answer to that question, why? But perhaps we can encourage one another to make intentional choices about how we will respond. Let me make two suggestions. First suggestion is that we choose to let suffering transform us. Sometimes people actually choose to suffer for the purpose of transformation. In the comments, give me a thumbs up if you've ever run a marathon or a half marathon. I have. A number of years ago, 
we ran, Amy and I ran several of them together. But I can tell you that I had to log countless miles through all kinds of weather, suffer from cramps and blisters. Why did I do it, though? Well, the real reason is Amy made me. But why would you go through all of that? So that we could be transformed into someone who could actually run 26.2 or 13.1 miles. Some people choose to fast from food for days or even weeks in order to deepen their faith. We've all heard stories of people who have given up a kidney. Cat's trying to knock over the tripod. Who've given up a kidney so that a loved one could live. We're okay with suffering we choose for ourselves because we value the transformation. But here's something to consider. Unwanted suffering can transform us too. It can transform our character. It can transform our values. It can help us become more and more like Jesus. And I'm telling you, if we allow God to transform us through this season of challenged faith, we might just find that living faith begins to grow within us. A faith that doesn't depend on our circumstances. Will you let suffering transform you? Second response, we can let suffering remind us of the bigger story. Do you think Moses died a failure? Of course not. Listen to how he's memorialized after he dies. Since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Who did all those signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his officials and to his whole land. For no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all Israel. I think any of us would love to have something like that written about us one day. Moses is remembered as one of the greatest heroes in all of history. His life was not a failure. His suffering was not meaningless. Moses played a huge part in a bigger story of God's plan to help people find their way back to God. You and I have a role to play too. What you're going through right now, God wants to use it to equip you to play that part. And if you choose to let him, 
God will use even the pain in this pandemic to write a story that is bigger than anything you could ever write on your own. Jesus, if we think about it, went through unimaginable suffering and overcame death so that we can be certain how that bigger story ends. So what is it that you're going through? And will you let it transform you? Will you let it remind you of God's bigger story? Heavenly Father, Lord, I just want to thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for reminding us that the suffering, we may not have an answer to why, but we can respond to that suffering the ways that you want us to. We can let it transform us and we can let it remind us of the larger story of salvation, of what Jesus has done for us on that cross and of how it's through that challenged faith that we can get to living faith. A living faith that no matter what's going on, no matter what the circumstances are, our faith doesn't fail. Thank you. In Jesus' name.